Hi, this is Mark. Thank you for joining me on Words of Truth. Okay, so this uh, publication, this podcast, was published on May 4th. So, well, you know what May 4th is. For those of you who are Trekkies, I guess I just need to say it. May the 4th be with you. Okay, there I said it. Now let's move on to the topic of today. Last Sunday, May 1st, my dad turned 103 years old. And yes, he's still living, and although he has some health concerns, he's doing pretty good for his age. Someone came to my dad once, and they asked him, what's the best part of old age? And dad said, it doesn't last very long. <laughs> no, that didn't really happen at all. <laughs> but for dad, he can't even really say that at 103, can he? But what about the old cowboy who was told that if he sprinkled gunpowder on his breakfast, uh, he had lived to a ripe old age? And so he did that religiously every morning, and he did live to a ripe old age. He left behind eight children, 24 grandchildren, 60 great-grandchildren, as well as a 16-foot hole in the wall of the crematorium. <laughs> okay, I thought that was pretty funny. Enough with the jokes already, but age is a relative thing, isn't it? I think in our own way, we all search for the fountain of youth, don't we? We resist the aging process. We go to the, some of us, we go to the gym or we walk every day to try to keep in some kind of shape. And some people go to the pool and, you know, people camouflage their spots and wrinkles and some have plastic surgery to stretch them out. We don't want to admit it, but we're getting older. But aging continues its relentless march. But you, did you know that God places a premium on age? In fact, a lot of people who get older take the attitude that they did what they're supposed to do in life, and now it's time for them to relax and let the younger generation do it, right? I'm just going to sit by the pool or go fishing or read books or watch old TV reruns and eat out at restaurants and enjoy the good life. But did you know that on the contrary, God intends for us to be useful and active in our golden years? Now I'm 65 and a half years old. Wow, time is marching on. Can't believe I said that out loud. Now, sometimes people ask me when I intend to retire. And I always have the same answer, not until I'm done. As long as I have a voice and as long as I can think clearly and as long as I can get around and serve, that's what I'm going to do. I still have a lot of ambitions in life. Just recently, I had a book published entitled Shining Light into the Darkness, which can be found on Amazon. And I have thoughts about other books I'd still like to write. I still have ambitions for leading missions trips, which I've done for years before COVID hit. And I would still like to do that. I'm still pastoring in a church and teaching and discipling, preaching, counseling, leading people. And I'd like to continue that as long as I can. I don't know when I'll be done. But it'll only be when God says I'm done, because I believe God wants us to continue in our service to him. I mean, after all, God asked Noah to build an ark when he was 400 years old. Can you imagine? Moses was 80 when he uh, led Israel out of Egypt. Listen to what Proverbs says. Gray hair is a crown of splendor. And Job declared, wisdom comes with age and with length of days comes understanding. King David wrote, since my youth, O God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. In other words, David had no intentions of slowing down. 
he wanted to declare the power of God and his goodness to the next generation after him. The Apostle Paul addressed this, this aging process when he says, Though your body is decaying, the mind is renewed daily. We are working toward an eternal glory, for we know that when the earthly body is aged out, God has a body for us, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. It's, you see, the truth is that whenever uh, we are in the aging process, wherever we are in the aging process, it's okay. Because that's exactly where God wants us to be. And to waste our energy and our money and our talent trying to change the state of our age is a complete waste of time. And it's not pleasing to God. In fact, being dissatisfied with our age or our abilities or our physical limitations, it only frustrates us and it frustrates God's purposes in our life. God had a purpose for us when we were young. So do you think God resents his purpose for us just because we grow old? How ridiculous. He still has a purpose for us. It might not look the same or act the same or express itself in the same way as when we were younger, but God still has a purpose. So the question is, how do we grow old gracefully? <clears throat> well, the first thing, try to understand change. Stranger was visiting a small rural town when he saw an old man sitting on a chair on the sidewalk in front of a bakery. Stranger walked up to the old man and began a conversation with him. He found out that that man had lived in this town his entire life, and he's 90 years old. Stranger said, you've probably seen a lot of change in your lifetime. The old man said, yep, and I ain't liked none of them. Well, the fact is that if we want everything to stay the same, life is going to be continually, well, boring and miserable, frankly. Life is always changing. And change isn't always a bad thing. But when you pack too much change into a short space, well, that can be devastating. When we grow older, our purposes change. And our ambitions of climbing career ladders have changed. They've ended, actually. Our plans for raising and educating our children have come to a conclusion. And there are health changes and financial changes and changes in our energy level. There are some things we can't do anymore. There are some things we shouldn't try to do anymore. But we can't let those things overwhelm us, but rather become uh, an understanding. We need to understand that this is the process of life and that change happens and so let's flow with the change. You know, life is a little bit like rafting on a river. I would like to always be smooth and gentle and easy on the boat. But there are always rapids that come along. When they do, we don't complain and jump out of the boat, but we go with the flow, right? We, we ride the rapid. We twist and turn with the flow of the river. And we even laugh a little bit along the way. And life is like that. We can enjoy each phase as it comes if we understand change. Another piece of advice is to lose ourselves into something bigger than ourselves. One of the problems when we get older and even retire is turning our attention to ourselves. We aren't focused on the children or our career or the church, but we directly focus our attention inwardly. And that creates a serious problem at any age. John Gardner, one-time Secretary of Health, Education, and Welfare in the United States, said, 
People can achieve meaning only if they have a commitment to something larger than their own little egos, be it family, fellow men, careers, or religion. I like that. And I think the Bible says something similar in Philippians chapter 2, 3 to 5. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Or how about Galatians chapter 5, verse 13? You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. You see, being a servant means that we genuinely care about people. And it keeps our eyes and our hearts and our schedules open for divine appointments. There are visits to be made, phone calls we can make, nursing homes we could visit, people who need to be encouraged, kindness, prayer that we, that we can offer. So don't let your age turn your attention only to yourself, but look for something bigger than yourself to do. Also, don't kill today with yesterday's guilt. You know, some people do nothing but grieve over the mistakes they made yesterday to the point that they kill any joy they could have today. You see, we spoil our golden years with resentment and guilt. Sure, we've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. But there's no reason to allow those mistakes to rob us of today's joy. The Bible says, forgetting what is past, I press on to the goal, the high calling of Jesus Christ. And finally, here's a piece of advice that I'll, that I'll probably have to explain. Will to die young. Will to die young. Now, before you get all upset, let me explain what I mean. Just a minute. Douglas MacArthur had this on his wall. Youth is not a time of life. It's a state of mind. And so I've heard people say similar to that. You know, age is just a state of mind. Well, Grandma Moses was still painting when she was 101. Oliver Wendell Holmes was still serving as a Supreme Court justice at 90. A guy named Conrad, who was the Chancellor of West Germany, at, was, was uh, 87 years of age. Noah Webster was 70 when he published his dictionary. Golda Meir became Prime Minister of Israel when she was 71. Paul Southern of Abilene Christian was still teaching college in his 90s. Tillet S. Tiddley was still writing church music and preaching when he died at 101. Mother Teresa died serving others at the age of 87. The great pastor and author Charles Swindoll is 87 years of age and still preaching and writing and leading a church. Dr. David Jeremiah is 81 years old and still preaching and writing and leading his church. John MacArthur is 82 years old. Do I need to say any more? I like to say you're never done till you're done. God has providentially brought every one of us to this point in our lives, to this place, for a specific purpose. And the question is, will we allow him to use us for that purpose? As for me, well, I think the best is yet to come. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.